We're going to go over what happened in the national championship game last night with LSU and Clemson, what Georgia can learn from it, and more. Dean Leggy, Matt DeBerry. Matt, we're going to talk about recruiting tomorrow. We're going to let the rest of the field set for this important recruiting week, and then we'll talk about that on Wednesday night's show. But sort of your reactions um, from the LSU championship. We, we thought they were pretty good when they played Georgia. Um, we were pretty frightened of them after we saw what they did to Oklahoma. And now what they did to Clemson uh, before, I'll, I'll say it for you, when we were in New Orleans, you said if they win that game, uh, they've got to be considered the best team of all time. Plenty of hyperbole there, but you said it before ESPN did, so fire away. Oh, I think I said in the conversation, as they should be, I mean, those Miami teams were great, obviously. I think those early 2000s Miami teams well, probably had more talent. You said it, um, you may have said on in the conversation, but I, I don't think it's wrong to suggest that, you know, I mean, no, go, especially go what ahead. they did against Georgia and Clemson. Both, I mean, two of the top three defenses in the country, I, I would say, are Clemson and, uh, and Georgia. And Joe Burrow just lit them both up. And I think six total touchdowns, 450 yards passing. A lot of people around the country said, hey, you know, he did go through, played a tough schedule. We all know who LSU beat. But could he do it against Clemson, a team that steps up and makes a lot of big plays? in these big type of games, and he carved them up. And I think, you know, Clemson got out to the early lead. They um, tried to punch LSU in the, in the mouth early on. I think they were up 10, so Clemson yeah. did blow a double-digit lead in the, the national oh, championship here we, game. Here, here we go. I mean, it happened. It happened. Uh, but, you know, LSU came firing back, and they were clearly the better team, best yeah. team in the country. And I was expecting a second-half game, and it kind of was. Uh, especially if Clemson would have gotten that touchdown, uh, the the deep one that was called pass interference, which should have I, I thought that should have been a no call, but uh, that was really bad. And I think after that, you know, it, it was going to be tough for Clemson to really fight back in it. But uh, you know, as you know, and you know, Trevor Lawrence is still my guy. He had an off game, wasn't yeah. his best game at all. He did miss a lot of guys, and I think he started to force things. But Joe Burrow was putting the ball on the money the entire game. And they really are, you know, they were the team everyone thought they were. And they have to be, go down as, as one of uh, the greatest teams of all time. Well, first, give me one thing here. Thank you, Alex. My son just gave me his completed milk. Compete! Um, <laughs> and uh, I, can Clemson, could they do this to Clemson? Look. Let's let's not get too excited about Clemson's uh, defense. They just gave up a pow against LSU, and I mean coming into that game, they played pretty well against Ohio State. Uh, you know, I thought Clemson had their chance uh, coming into that game, and after the first quarter, I thought they, I was like, boy, they might be as good or better than LSU. And then sort of reality set in, and just, I just they just they they beat their ass in the last three quarters of that game. I mean, I, Clemson I won the first quarter. LSU won the final three and did it convincingly, I, yeah. I thought. But uh, it, it was LSU's defense, too, that I thought yeah. really stepped up. And, and they always had the talent. I know they gave up a ton of points to Ole Miss, and they gave up a bunch of total yards to a lot of teams kind of in the middle of the season, and especially early on. I mean, Texas played them really hard into the fourth quarter. But LSU just showed you the offense just got better and better, and so did the defense. I mean, Derek Stingley had another really, really good game. Delpit, uh, Christian Fulton, first-round pick. He actually got picked on a little bit, but he also made some plays. But um, they played one of their best games of the year, I thought. And LSU? I, I, 
Yeah, yeah, their defense. I think this I is what. Really well. Oh, you mean the defense specifically? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. They they played pretty. Well. I mean, they 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 did what they had to do. I mean, I had a buddy of mine, big Clemson guy, called me before the game and said, "I just don't know how good their defense is." And I said, "Well, you know, they're not as good as the offense, but they're not bad either." And um, you know, it was from from the moment that Clemson got the seventeen seven lead, uh, uh, LSU outscored them. 35 to 8. So, so what was it? What is that? Five touchdowns to one. And um, that's a butt whooping. Well, it look it, it wasn't a bad season for Clemson. I mean, they did they did what they do, but when you turn around and look around about it, if you want to be a hater, you say, you say if, if 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 you want if you want to say they're great, they are. I mean, they they 15 games, they lose one. It was it was essentially a I don't know about blowout, but it was a solid beating, a double digit loss. Um, I didn't think the turnover mattered that Trevor had, but you know, to give up 628 yards. I mean, LSU was driving for points number 49. I mean, that thing was getting dicey at the end. They basically killed the clock. Um, but I, I, I mean, at the same time, too, you know, LSU uh, Clemson's best win is over Ohio State, which is hardly a bad win. Their second best win is a 17-point loss to LSU. That's not. That's not. You know, that's not what you want. I mean, you, you look at you look at Florida, the season they had. Georgia, the season they had. You know, Oregon, I guess to some degree, the season they had. They all have big wins to turn and 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 go back on top of. If you're Clemson, I think you go into the offseason saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to be the team to beat in 2020, and if we don't win the national championship, it will be a failure." Because it's hard to say at this point with the schedule that they play that something other than a national championship for Clemson is success, and that's really they'll be set up. They'll be set up nicely again next year. I think their biggest one, game is they play at one, Notre Dame. They play one game where they will be lower than a double-digit favorite. I mean, they. I doubt they'll be an underdog in that game, but they could. I mean, Georgia, Georgia had, let me keep ranting here. Georgia had okay. wins over Auburn at 14, Baylor at 13, Notre Dame at 12, a win over, uh, excuse me, Florida at six, Gators sneaking past Oklahoma, which they probably should have uh, in the top uh, 25 polls, and uh, lost to LSU and obviously unranked South Carolina. Um, I don't think the losses, as it turns around and look at the thing, it doesn't look like the Carolina loss mattered at the end of the, at the end of the thing anyway. Oregon. Uh, with their win over Utah, uh, but just there wasn't. I just I don't. It seems for the top schools now, the schools that are winding up in these top fives or starting the season top five, if they're not winning the national championship, it's tough to say you're not disappointed by that. And Georgia's had a hell of a run these two years. And they haven't won a national championship. And there's always disappointment, man. I mean, you know it like I do. We, we we do this for a living. We've done this for a living for years now. If you're Clay, hold on. If you're Clemson and you turn around and you say, you know, we play for the national championship again. We had one win over a top 25 school. Let me double check that. Yeah, we had one win over a top 25 school. You know, we get to the pivotal moment of our season and we lose by 15 or 20, 17. Now, that's that's really hating on Clemson a lot. But it's also a little bit of reality, too, man. I, I definitely think it's a reality. They were the second-best team in the country. It wasn't even close. And uh, it, it was a good season. It was a very successful season. Mm, it was a little season closer than you. I mean, it wasn't even close. I mean, they escaped Ohio.
They they escaped Ohio State. But they won. They won. I think uh, you can't say Ohio State is better than Clemson. Maybe with a just a healthy Justin Fields. They, I, I didn't they do say I, I didn't suggest that. You suggested that it wasn't even close. I'm not ready for that. With uh, of them being the number two team. Yeah, I mean they were the, the number two. They were the number yeah. two team, but you said it wasn't even close. Mm, I don't know. Well, I'm not so I think sure they're about clearly that. about. Uh, of, uh, they are the number Ohio two. State. They are. You know, it doesn't matter. They are the number two team in the country. But I mean, you know. Now it's now if you're a Georgia fan, it's on. you know what what can you learn from this? What did we well, see? Well, that's the question. That's the question. Is you know, and I've written this, and I'm going to be posting it on the site here soon. If you don't go to dogpost.com, you should. The awgpost.com. You know, I mean, focusing on Clemson is the wrong thing. They've got it rolling. They're taking advantage of their situation. You know, Georgia's situation is totally different. They're in the same boat as LSU. So what can Georgia learn from this situation? I mean, I'm taking a glance right now at the, at the top 25, Matt, uh, and, excuse me, at the top 10, and 1, 4, 6, and 8 are all in the SEC. They're not all from the West. It's split up. Uh, what can Georgia learn from what LSU just did? Well, you need to have explosive plays, yes. whether that's a different offensive scheme, different quarterback. Georgia might have both. They definitely will have a different quarterback than Jake Fromm, but I still think there's a chance that you might have someone else calling the plays, whether Kirby brings someone in or just you know handles the situation differently. But they've got to get more explosive. It starts with the quarterback. And that's how LSU won this game. They did it all year, just throwing it up and down the field. Uh, Georgia won't have that exact system. I mean, Joe Burrow threw it how many times last night? I mean, they only ran it, you know, when they knew they could, and they put it on his arm. That's not going to happen in Athens, obviously. But you still need those explosive plays either way. And they got a lot of it in the ground game the past two years. That's got to come back. We didn't say that as much last year. But, uh, again, it all starts with the quarterback, and they're going to have to make a lot of plays downfield that uh, you need whether you're behind to get the crowd back into it just those big plays are kind of game-changing yeah it's nice to have a 10 play drive and really wear down a defense but you definitely need some explosive plays here and there because you're going to go up against teams who are explosive and you're going to have to win these shoot shootouts especially you know in these type of playoff environments where if you get it there it's because you have a pretty good offense that helped you get there obviously so Georgia was not explosive, but the other three teams probably ahead of Georgia, obviously LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, they were. Yes. Oklahoma was more explosive. Um, and, and Auburn, Florida, they weren't, but I think Oregon is a team who has some explosiveness uh, coming their way. Um, and again, I, I just think that it all starts on offense. Georgia's defense will be one of the best in the country again next year. It should, you know, we say that there's no yeah. reason why it shouldn't. Yeah. So if they can get some more explosiveness on offense and it looks like they should have the tools, uh, I definitely, you know, we could be seeing Georgia Clemson in next year's national title game. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, my, my brother-in-laws were quite a combo, but my brother-in-law last night, I was checking in with them. They were at the national championship game, obviously. Well, obviously, they were at the national championship game in New Orleans, and he said that um, he had been saying to people that you know, obviously, everybody, everybody at Clemson always said, "Well, the national championships in Miami next year," and I'm thinking, that's awesome. You know, I, I mean, are you penciling yourself in already for that game? I mean, what are you? That is insane to me. But that's step number one. And he well, said, well, "Go ahead." 
Well, I'll say you know a lot more Clemson fans than probably people listening, you know, to this. So, you know, you've seen it. My best friend's a Clemson fan. You know, once Dabo started winning and once they won that first national title, the, the fan base really started eating it up and patting themselves on the back. And, uh, you know, confident, arrogant fan base, whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, they're starting to pencil them in and into these big playoff every year. And a lot of it's because they know the kind of cupcake schedule yeah. they have and they know with the amount of talent that Dabo's bringing in. I mean, again, a lot of this comes down to recruiting, and they're doing a pretty good job over there as, you know. Um, well, they're so. not, they, they have had that one. I mean, this class that they're bringing out now is their best class they've had. I mean, they, they, have not, oh, yeah. they have not been recruiting like Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. They've been recruiting well. I would never confuse the Clemson fan base with being arrogant. That's not really their style. What they are right now is a little bit – like they've just fa- fallen in love for the first time and they've had a lot of they've had a lot of bad you know bad boyfriends through the years and so they're just like isn't he wonderful and you're like yeah i mean he's really cool he's awesome and everything but i mean he's got warts too but um we saw some of them last night but uh, anyway back to what my brother-in-law one of my brother-in-laws was saying was you know and and i've been telling people georgia We'll be down there in Miami. I'm like, look, uh, don't pencil Georgia into Miami. I mean, like, they got a brutal run before they get to Atlanta. Uh, the 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 the, the, di- the dichotomy between what you have to deal with in the SEC and Big Ten versus what you're dealing with in the Pac-12, uh, Big 12, and ACC. It's not even close to the same. I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about Clemson, this, that, and the other. I mean, they've done a great job in a very weak conference. Is Oklahoma really any different? I mean, Oklahoma has not won a college football playoff game. Ever. Well, what's... I think it's ever. (laughs) What's the biggest game they've won in the last half decade? I I couldn't tell you. That's A Big 12 title game. But that's not shitting on that. I mean, that's more than... That's more than South Carolina's done. I mean, yeah. you know, probably their their best win probably lately was the Sugar Bowl win over over Alabama. I think after the thirteen season, there's nothing wrong with that. Oklahoma's a great program, but why can't Oklahoma take advantage of their situation the way that Clemson has with them? Has it been matchups? Has it been no? Clemson's just whipped people's asses in the semifinals at times. I mean, Notre Dame should not have been in the playoff last year. Period. It should have been Georgia. Sorry. You can at me if you want to. I don't care. If this is about getting the best four teams, the best four teams were not there last year. I don't know if the best four teams were there this year, but the case was a better case. You know, a conference champion and all this stuff. But even though you're a conference champion, that doesn't make you a better team either. So I'm kind of conflating the two things. Well, I think we saw that this year, especially with Oklahoma. We'll see next year and in the next few years how the committee looks at these you know, conference championships because well, I, think I think they look at television ratings. I mean, you it can't could be, and that's good for the blue bloods. Well, there. it's good for the blue bloods. I mean, it's not great for Clemson if they ever get into a bind, but it's, it just is what it is. I mean, you know that they would love to have a presence from the West coast in these games at some stage, the largest audience, the number two audience on record that I'm aware of for a college football game is Ohio state, Oregon for the national championship. That's not a Southern school. I mean, obviously, number one and two was Texas SC. So those are two West Coast schools. You're bringing in a whole new audience there. 
But at the end of the day, what can Georgia learn? So we're talking about explosion. What big plays? There's a lot. To, there's a lot to go through in these next sort of seven and a half, eight months, because it will be interesting to see what's going on with Jamie Newman, what's going on with Carson and Stetson and Dwan, all these guys, all four of them. And then for me, more than anything, it's how different could these receivers be next year? Because the chance, there's a very good chance that they could be very different. Um, that's up to them. That's up to the style at Georgia. But you could be seeing a different offense completely just because the wide receivers could open things up. They won't be anything close to these LSU receivers. Those guys are freaks. Joe Burrow is a combination of Joe Montana cool with, I don't know whose physical ability, but his run, bro. How about that run before the second half, before the, before halftime? Uh, that was, uh, that's exactly what Clemson did not need to happen, did not want to happen. What about that play call? He did call. it, man. That play call, too, though. Yeah. Well, that Joe Brady guy, he's a smart cat. Dude's my age. I, I wish I, I got into college football why, why can't coaching. You do, why can't you do that? I, you know, I probably could. You know, if I put my mind to it back in the you know back in the day, I probably could. But I, you know, my dream was always to work for Dog Post. Obviously. Yes, but <laughs> all of us on here. Hey, there how, we go. How much? How much credit does Ed Orgeron get for this? All of it? Not all of it. He gets most of it. He but. Joe Brady obviously gets a lot of it, Joe Burrow, but hey, Coach O brought those guys in. He went and got Burrow from Ohio State. He went and hired these guys, just put that staff together. And again, I'd love to bring it up because I cover recruiting, but every recruit loves Coach O. Yeah. He's got the Cajun style. That's his school. I mean, he could, I don't know if Coach O could do this at any other school. He's a Louisiana guy. It's the perfect job for him, yeah. it's the perfect coach for LSU. Everything came together, and uh, I mean, he's a cool guy. Every time he opens his mouth, I and mean, it's it's hard, hard not to it's laugh, hard it's hard know? not to like Coach O. I've always called him Easy Ed. From, I mean, I met I <laughs> met him. I'll tell one one of these days about the time that I ran into Coach O at Media Days, um, which was an interesting interaction. It wasn't anything crazy, but he was at Ole Miss at the time. That's that's probably something for another day. But you know, one thing I did one thing I did want to say too was we have hit a moment in college football here that I think we haven't had in the past, which is that certain guys are exact fits at certain places. Nick at Alabama, Dabo at Clemson, Kirby at Georgia, uh, uh, Easy Ed Orgeron at LSU. There, I mean, Pete Carroll was perfect at SC. He's not there Spurrier anymore. in Florida. Spurrier at Florida. We've hit a moment here at those four institutions where I think they've got the person that fits their, um, the person that fits the, the ethos or the personality of that school. Poor little Clemson, Alabama, and they're you know screaming you know Lord Saban. Speaking of screaming, Coach O with the gumbo, you know, the whole culture. Yeah. Kirby and his, and I don't even know how to describe Kirby. His uh, psychotic you know, drive to win it all and hasn't done it yet. I mean, everything about those people at those schools is exactly a fit. Um, I don't know if you can say that at Tennessee necessarily or Texas. Um, or or for, USC or, or Michigan. Or it should have been Harbaugh at Michigan. It 
turned out it hadn't, but that and, should have been a good fit. And, and one guy we'll talk a lot about who I, I think has done a good job, obviously, is Dan Mullen at Florida. Is he the guy there? I don't think he, I don't think he, I think he's the right guy right now, but I don't think he's going to be um, a, a long-term championship coach at, at Florida, but that's maybe another discussion for another day. All right, Matt, I hear my son coming in. Everybody, please cr- click to subscribe. Catch us tomorrow. We'll have a huge recruiting update. Uh, in the meantime, I want to link to you some other recruiting news up here at the top. Uh, Dean Luggy Dog Post, Matt DeBerry, same thing. Riding home. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.